Welcome back to the Wealth Program Podcast, episode 13. We're talking about all the biggest financial planning numbers for 2023. This is specifically to help you plan for 2023. This is the whole point of the end of the year planning. We take as much information as we have available to us and we start to make good decisions to continue to press, push the needle forward on our future goals and our aspirations. This is the best we can do. Plus, if you haven't noticed, a year goes by really quickly. It's already 2023. COVID's three years out now. We just got to start taking as much available information as we got and make good decisions. That's what we're going to do today. We're going to go over all the numbers. I shouldn't say all the numbers. There were some numbers that were so complex that it would have just bored you to death. But I took all of the numbers that I think are going to apply the most. I'm going to try to explain them. This is going to be very technical. So I'm essentially going to try to create a link with this PowerPoint slide where you can go and download this slide that I'm reading from or these slides that I'm reading from for yourself. So you can take a look at these numbers and take them with you. As always, if you want me to email them to you directly, you can go to Thatcher at propathfinancial.com, but we'll try to get something linked down below when the podcast comes out so you can download this PowerPoint presentation for yourself. So without further ado, let's financial plan for 2023. All right. I thought I'd start with a quote. This is from Adaptive Asset Allocation by Butler, Philbrick, and Cordillo. It's a phenomenal book. And it's just a quote about what really matters. So you're going through your financial journey. I thought this quote really applies to what really should matter along your journey. And the quote goes like this. Those who judge their portfolio by its performance relative to some narrow benchmark are focusing on an issue that is largely irrelevant to their ultimate success. The quote continues, the only benchmark that you should care about is the one that indicates whether or not you're on track to accomplish your financial goals. And lastly, risk is measured as the probability that you won't meet your financial goal. Investing should have the exclusive objective of minimizing the risk. And let me translate what we just said. Most people Everyone you talk to is always talking about sexy investments and performance. They never talk about how they're able to promote their goals. Are they on track to achieve what's most valuable to you? That's what we're chasing. The investment performance is important. We don't want bad investment performance or have no investment performance when we need investment performance, but it's not the only thing. So as we go through these numbers today, on this, these new 2023 changes that have just come out from the IRS and from the Social Security Administration, you got to know that these changes may or may not apply to you. And if you want to implement some of these changes, you need to make sure it fits in to what you're doing. Which leads us to our next part, the financial planning process. So here's what I share with everybody. I haven't shared this on the podcast directly yet, but this adds direct value into all of these 2023 financial planning changes that we're going to go through. But the financial planning process, according to the CFP board, is basically a seven-step process, but I've condensed it down into four. The first one in the process is developing your vision, knowing what you want your future to look like and how you're going to be able to distribute assets to achieve your desired outcomes. 
You need to accumulate and you need to distribute and you need to preserve whatever you have left. So you need to develop what that future vision in retirement looks like. And I mean deliberately. You need to really fine tune and pick out where are you at? What does it look like? What does it smell like? What is your day like? Who's with you? What are you doing? What do you want to do? All those types of things come into play. Step two in the planning process is taking a current snapshot. Now, how you develop the current snapshot depends on the advisor, but in general, we got to do some sort of data gathering where we know exactly where you're at today, which leads us into step three, making adjustments so you can continue to promote that vision that we created in step one. And then step four is repeat that process regularly. Refer back to your vision, take a current snapshot, and make adjustments, rinse and repeat. Okay, so when it comes to 2023 changes, here's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about employer retirement plans, IRAs and Roth IRAs, catch-up contributions, some simple contributions. We're going to talk about income limits for being able to contribute to IRAs and retirement plans. We're going to talk about some social security updates, which I talked a lot about this on the last podcast, episode 12, but we're just going to dive in deeply, uh, just dive in deeper, excuse me. So everyone gets a good understanding of how they're playing into the social security administration's process. And then I'm going to do an example at the very end. I'm going to explain the numbers the best that I can. For podcast purposes, I'm also going to come out with a YouTube video that'll have this PowerPoint slide. And then like I mentioned earlier in the episode, I'm going to get a link down below where you can download this PowerPoint for yourself. And then obviously you can reach out to me directly. My email will be in the show notes. So let's get into it. First, let's talk about retirement plans, your employer plan specifically. So we're talking about 401ks, 403bs, 457s, most 457s, and thrift savings plans for anybody that's out in the public sector. So in 2022, the most that you could electively defer into any one of those plan types was $20,500. Well, in 2023, they just did a huge jump, which is unusual, of a $2,000 increase. So now the most you can put in is $22,500 for the year 2023. And if you're over the age of 50, these accounts have catch-ups, 401ks, 403bs, 457s, TSPs, etc., Last year, if you're over the age of 50, you could put an additional $6,500 in, but now it's $7,500. So it's an increase of 1000 bucks. And here's what you need to know. When it comes to these employer plans, that's not the maximum amount that could go into the plan. Those amounts that I just mentioned to you are the maximum amounts that you can elect to defer through your payroll into those account types. And it's a total amount, whether it's pre-tax, 401ks, or post-tax, that's the total amount that can go in there. Now, the maximum contribution into those account types is a bigger number because contributions are usually made up of a few different things. Contributions to a 401k can be your elective deferrals, which we just spoke about. It can be company matches, profit sharings, or if your company allows it, an after-tax contribution as well. And between all three of those types, the maximum that can go in in 2023 is $66,000, which in 2022 was $61,000. 
So it's very interesting to see these numbers boost up so much, giving people the opportunity to prepare for retirement if it fits your goals and what you want to do. Now, moving on to other personal retirement plans or individual retirement accounts like an IRA or a Roth IRA, the most that you can put into an individual retirement account, whether it's an IRA or Roth IRA, the maximum amount is $6,000 in 2022. So you could still do that. In addition, you have until the tax filing deadline, so April 15th of next year to make a 2022 contribution, but also a 2023 contribution has now been boosted to $6,500. And if you're over the age of 50, the catch-up is going to stay the same. So we thought that, that was going to increase, but it's actually going to stay the same at $1,000. So the max that you can put in if you're over the age of 50 is $7,500 into an IRA or a Roth IRA. If you have a simple plan, if you're a small employer or you run your own shop, 2022, the most you could put in was 14,000. Now 2023, this is a big one, $15,500. We're going to come back to some of these numbers when we go over our example at the end. So just stay with me here. In this podcast, we're already nine minutes in. It's not going to go super long, I promise you. But that example is going to utilize some of those numbers to kind of show you the value and being able to potentially contribute more that fits your situation because contributing more to your 401ks or Roth IRAs, it reduces cash flow for other things and other investment types. So that's the balancing act we have to play with. But I'll give you an example later. So I mentioned before IRAs and Roth IRAs. Now, to be able to put money into an IRA or a Roth IRA, you have to meet certain income limitations. You have to be under certain modified adjusted gross income amounts. For retirement plans like big retirement plans, 401ks, 457s, 403bs, the ones that I had mentioned before, thrift savings plans, there's not an income limitation. That's why there's a contribution limitation, but you could make half a million dollars a year and still contribute to those plans. That's why they're pretty valuable in some cases. But with IRAs, it's different. Now, these are a lot of numbers. So if you download the PowerPoint presentation, you'll be able to see the comparison. So because there's so many numbers, I'm just going to go over the 2023 amounts. So let's first start with IRAs because IRAs have a unique rule. IRAs allow you to deduct the amount that goes in. So if you make a $6,500 contribution for 2023, that essentially could reduce down your taxable income for that year by $6,500 that grows tax deferred. And then in the future, that's all taxable to you. Even another element, because of that tax deduction, there's some weird rules with IRAs. I'm not talking about Roth IRAs at the moment. I'm just talking about IRAs. And a weird one is if you or your spouse are covered by a workplace plan. So let's say you're married filing jointly. And if the contributing spouse is covered by a workplace plan, the limit is $116,000 to $136,000. And the reason for that range is it's a phase out range. So if you make over $136,000 modified adjusted gross income, you're completely phased out of making an IRA contribution if the contributing spouse is covered by a work plan. But if you're married filing jointly and the contributor is not in a work plan, but the spouse is, So the second situation is if the contributor to the IRA 
is not in a work plan, but the spouse is. So this would be one of you stays at home and someone works for a company that has a 401k that limitations change quite a bit. It actually goes up to modified adjusted gross income of $218,000 to $228,000 to be able to get that tax deduction. If you're single, the window is $73,000 to $83,000. So if you make more than $83,000, you do not get to contribute to an IRA and get the tax deduction as a single filer. As always, check with your CPA or your advisor to do a little evaluation and see how this all plays in because it is modified adjusted gross income. And what modified adjusted gross income means is in the calculation for contributing to IRAs or Roth IRAs when using MAGI, modified adjusted gross income, there are some addbacks that can help increase your income and get you into these ranges where you can potentially make contributions. So make sure to double check. So now we're going to move on to Roth IRAs. Now Roth IRAs do not get the upfront tax deduction. You pay your taxes. When the money hits your bank account, then you can make a contribution to Roth IRA. But once it's in the Roth IRA, it grows tax deferred if you invest it properly. And if you obey the rules set by the IRS, it will come out completely tax-free as well. So a little bit different strategy because of that non-tax deduction up front, the 2023 modified adjusted gross income limits are higher. So if you're married filing jointly, there's it doesn't matter if you are already involved in some sort of workplace plan. The number is 218000 to $228,000. So anything more than 228 and you do not get the ability to make a Roth IRA contribution in that window of 218 to 228 is the phase out. Single or head of household is 138,000 to 153,000 for 2023. So that's a big boost going from 129 to 144 from the previous year. So that's nice. That's helpful. You can contribute to Roth IRA accounts, which I think can be extremely valuable towards your retirement goals. And then on both accounts, married filing separate. If for some reason you're married and filing separately, the phase out range is zero to $10,000. To be honest, I don't know much about that, but that's the rule. Seems unusual, but I actually have not worked with anyone married filing separate in the past few years. So it doesn't happen very often, but it may be happening to you. Just to reiterate, employer plans are different than IRAs and Roth IRAs. And we haven't even talked about Roth conversions, but the numbers don't change for Roth conversions. Those just happen. But essentially, IRAs and Roth IRAs, you need to make sure that your income is where it allows you to make contributions and making sure that you're making contributions for the right reasons. But I love Roth IRAs. IRAs are great too, but they're a lot of times just a conduit or a holding account for utilizing old rollover 401ks or old IRAs. So not a lot of my clients make actual just non-deductible or I'm sorry, deductible contribution to IRA. So I don't see that a lot, but we got to discuss that the numbers did change. So we're going to go into social security. Now we talked in the last podcast, like I mentioned, episode 12 about the cost of living adjustments for social security was 8.7% for people that are basically over the age of 62 or taking their social security and they're going to get an immediate pay increase in January. But For those of us that aren't taking Social Security, there's some numbers that are really valuable that we need to know. So here's how I'm going to explain this. When you work for a company or an employer or you're self-employed, there's something called FICA, our taxes that go into Social Security and Medicare. Social Security is OASDI, 
old age and survivor disability insurance benefits. So there's a combination of Social Security 6.2% and Medicare's 1.45% for a total of 7.65%. That's your portion that you're responsible for. The employer is responsible for the other portion, a total of 15.3%, goes into Social Security. Now, here's the kicker. If you're self-employed, you're responsible for that full 15.3%. Talk to your CPA if you want to come up with some better strategies about that. But that's staying the same. If you make over $200,000 as an individual or $250,000 married filing jointly, you get an additional 0.9% Medicare surtax. That's normal. So here's where the change is big for all of us. That 7.65% that I mentioned that your portion of FICA is due was only up to $147,000. That was the maximum amount. So if you went over $147,000, the amount would not calculate into FICA. So the most that would pay into FICA is $11,245. So the most that you would ever pay into Social Security, your portion in any given year if you work for an employer, is going to be $11,245. But now that number is boosted to $160,200. So if you have $160,200 times 0.0765, now it's up to $12,255. So a $1,000 increase that you could be paying in to Social Security and Medicare just by making more money. That applies to everyone that is earning money right now. So that's big. Now, what if you're taking Social Security and you're working? For some of the people that are a little bit older, they're taking Social Security. So there's something called the earnings test. If you're taking Social Security under your full retirement age and you're making money, if you make over a certain amount, your Social Security benefit will be reduced. So the number in 2023 is $21,240. If it's in any year up to your full retirement age, they'll reduce it, your benefit, $1 for every $2 over $21,240. If you're in your full retirement age year, for most people, it's going to be age 67. The earnings test is $56,520. So that's just very interesting. If you're making money while you're collecting Social Security, the earnings test numbers have increased a couple thousand bucks. Okay, so let's end on an example. Let's say you're age 52, and this would work for anybody. If you're younger, this even looks better. And let's say you're in a retirement plan at work, and you make decent income. And last year, you put in $20,500 into your retirement plan, and you put in a $6,500 catch-up for a total of $27,000 went into your retirement plan. With 2023 now, that number is now $3,000 that could go in that's divided up between 22,500 elective deferral plus a 50 plus catch up, $7,500. So that's an increase of $3,000 per year that could go into your retirement plan. Now, let's say you want to retire at 67. So you're 52, you want to retire at 67. That's 15 years out. Let's say you invested $3,000 a year for 15 years at 8%. So that increase that you're going to get in 2023, if you increase your contribution for the next 15 years, it remain the same at 8% a year. That gives you an additional $89,972. So $3,000 a year for 15 years gives you $89,972 additional dollars in retirement at some point. 
That could be depending on your expenses one to two years, or it could be some healthcare costs. It could be a few vacations. There's a variety of things that could be done with that. So now you got to ask the question. This goes back to the very beginning. Why do I want to contribute more to my retirement plan? And what does it do for me later on? That's what you need to decide and then filter down from there, pre-tax, post-tax, and what to do. If you need help figuring out how to build a retirement plan and you want someone to coach you through it, that's what I do. But you need to find someone or make sure that you're doing your due diligence to evaluate how you're mitigating these changes in these numbers. Because we talked about a lot, contributions to IRAs, employer plans, and social security. If you have any questions, feel free to contact me. My information is in the show notes below. We're going to get this PowerPoint up there so you can go click. It's going to be a landing page that you can click on and download the document. Can't wait to get my next episode out next Wednesday, episode 14, coming your way. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Take a look at the show notes for links to all the topics that were discussed and stay tuned for the next episode as they're going to be dropping weekly. Make sure to subscribe and go to www.propathfinancial.com to learn more. The information provided in these podcasts is only to be considered helpful hints and education. Nothing said in any of these podcasts is to be misconstrued as specific tax, legal, or investment advice. Consult with your tax, legal, or investment professional before acting on anything discussed on these shows.